The following program is a podcast1.com production. And here it is. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. What's up? We're welcome to the greatest podcast in the world ever. Eat my dick. Hmm. How are you, Drew? Cool. How are you? Big day yesterday. For you have us. fun? No. No. Did you leave when I left? Yeah. Drew, we went to the parking lot together. No, I, I thought to myself as you had done so that you were leaving, and I thought, I wonder if he's actually leaving. So you also had to go to the parking lot to get your big dildo, too. I fucked that up. I yeah. could have easily brought that out for our second intro mm-hmm. and just not reference well, it. Let's at talk about what we're talking about here. We, we had a big, it's a big concert that uh, our a very big one yeah, turned our, out. Our flagship uh, station puts on K Rock out in Irvine, Orange County, called the Weenie Roast, and uh, some great bands. It was Capital Cities and Fits in the Tantrum, and yeah. they even had, unusually, they had more DJ music. Yeah, well, just a Avicii, Avicii, I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, him headlining was, was weird. But anyway, so we introduced Fits in the Tantrums. Yeah. And and we also introduced the, the 1975. Yeah. People seem very excited about that. Yeah. But Fits, you were going to come out with a dildo hanging out of your pants. Well, I have a huge, like, <laughs> like when I say huge, I mean, it's probably... 10 inches to 14 inches, somewhere in that ballpark, black dildo. And it's not a, a, a hard one. It's floppy, so it's almost lifelike if you were to – it moves lifelike. You know what I'm saying? Like a big a dick that big yeah. wouldn't be like like plastic. It would right. be, you know, floppy. Yeah. Um, so I have one. Actually, Emily gave it to me. Emily Morris. From Shocking. Emily. Shocking. I know. And um, and I was just going to wear it in my pants yeah. out to do our intro. It's actually like a penis extender or something, isn't it? I think so. Oh, that's nice. She's thoughtful. I just I threw away all the shit. I just wanted to keep the big black cock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was gonna wear it out to the stage, but I didn't either. But I did ask. Wait, well, yeah, we had a good time. I did ask the entire crowd to suck my balls, and there wasn't one boo. Everyone was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> was the suck my suck my balls was at the the nineteen seventy five though. Either way, yeah. like my point is like I thought for sure I was gonna get them all riled up and yeah. then hit them with like a sucker punch. Yeah. No, they didn't care. It's just like if you speak clearly into a microphone, people will scream yes for you. In these huge crowds. Yeah. Yeah. We took Instagrams of ourselves. So if anyone wanted to see what we were talking to, it was what, 20,000 people or something? Yes. Is it 20? Oh, no. I think more than that. 35? Yeah. I think probably in that ballpark. <laughs> big, big, yeah. big stadium. Yeah. Guys, I got some observations. Can I, can I hit you please, with some please observations? Do. Please. All right. So I've been going to that venue for years and yeah, years. Me right? too. Lollapalooza yeah. used to be back there yeah. in, the, in the early Since 90s. Since it was uh, Irvine Meadows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I still call it that because I'm old. I do too. But just over the last couple of years, I've realized that I, I'm old. Yeah. You <laughs> know, and there's another generation below me right. now, and I'm kind right. of I'm, I'm fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. And they're much more mellow than we were. Mike, I can speak mm. to uh, you as well. As far as – I haven't seen a fire up there uh, on the grass yeah, over there in years. Every yeah. single time I'd be there uh, back in the day, yeah. there'd always be at least three. Well, this, this I think, was a more mainstream crowd. No, yeah. I, think, more polite. I think kids yeah. don't leave the house as much, and they're on the on the internet. I think if and you, so, they're much bigger pussies. I think if if you total had, pussies, yeah. I think uh, the uh, Coachella, you'd see our usual crowd. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. No, no. Coachella's I, a bunch of celebrities and a bunch of hipsters. Like, well, there's like 120 thousand people there. Yeah, but, I know, but, but they, you know, that I, element shows I go up. To these Coachella, were all these were all attractive. I go to Coachella every year, but, and there's never once am I there, and I'm like. Fuck, it's getting kind of sketchy over okay. here. It's no, always 16-year-old okay. kids or right. and, and Victoria's Secret models. Okay, so it's attractive, not sketchy, well-behaved. Right. That's all, yeah. Well, that's listen, I'm not complaining, but it is definitely – Anderson's totally right. Just, I, the five, like, five years ago, I thought they backed a pirate ship up and yeah. unloaded it. I swear to God. Oh, do you remember when uh, Guns N' Roses was yes. playing Inland Invasion? Yes. Like, oh! That was one of the scariest moments yeah. of my life. That yeah. shit was no, – They were well, like an hour and a half late. Yeah. Okay. There was people up on the grass. I actually don't fault the crowd, the crowd for that. 
Guns N' Roses made that happen. Not, they were not throwing, the crowd. Somebody figured out they could throw full water bottles yeah. from the top, and there yeah. was like missiles, and people were just yeah. getting hit in the back of the head and just fucking slamming Laid themselves out. to the ground. Yeah. Cops were everywhere, just arresting people and beating. It was pretty crazy. I was pretty I awesome. was I caught the tail end because of my age. I'm I'm 35, so in the late 90s, I was just at the age where I could really go to, to concerts at my leisure. Like in yeah. high school. It really had to fall on a weekend. I really yeah. had to find someone to drive. I really had to figure out a way to like get a group together. And, uh, and by the way, this was back in the day where people didn't really tour like that. You right. know, when you wanted to see your bands, it was just like special. You yeah. know. So anyway, my point being is like I was at the tail end of the good like, stuff. Really violent shows. Like yeah. really fucking. You I better used to, like climb chain link fences to try and get to my band. I used and to bottles would be smashing. Well, like, I used all around to me. try to climb over bars to get away from crowds sometimes. But here's what I brought up, what I, why I brought this up. What Another very marked difference that I noticed, which was very creepy and kind of strange, is mm-hmm. I was in the same bathroom twice where it happened. I saw it happen. I was in the bathroom like nine times because I was peeing nonstop. But nine times. Two times I was in a bathroom, um, and it was the same one around the corner on like the east side. And you know when girls go in there because it's late in the day, they're drunk, and they don't want to deal with the lines because the girls always have a bigger line, so they come in. And... For years, I've been seeing that happen, and guys make jokes, and they, they laugh, or whatever, they accommodate. Both times, all of the men that were in line were like being really rude and aggressive and angry and saying, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to let a chick go in front of me. The, this, one of the, here? Th- this group, yeah. One of the girls was Asian, and they all, like, like five or six guys started using Asian voices to make fun of her. <laughs> wow. It was fucking weird. Oh, yeah, everyone's, weird. everyone's a much bigger dick and much more spineless. Huh. It was, but and, pussies, I, and, I, and I constantly call kids out on that. And this is why I know. Because I actually followed the girl out, and I'm like, "Hey, that was just a few guys. That, you know, I I, would, yeah. I I almost got in a fight in there for you. I just didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, but yeah. fuck those guys. If I actually call kids out on this all the time on Love Line. I'm like, "Oh, wow, kids are pussies nowadays." And this is how I know because in 1997, if Adam went on air and he's like, "You know, kids in high school are big pussies," there'd at least be ten kids that would show up and be like, "You want? Oh, really? Yeah, really? Yeah." And they wouldn't be gangsters. They'd just be drunk bros. Who would like to prove it to him? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and no one ever fucks with me. I always go, God, kids listen to EDM and their Molly and their internet. They're a bunch of pussies. And then they're like, yeah, whatever. This is the old man. Let him talk. You know, it, the, to, to switch topics a little bit, what it caught, I, I was thinking yesterday, watching these concerts and thinking about these bands that tour so much these days. Uh, and I had a long conversation with my wife about this last night, strangely, out of the blue. Is, do, do record labels do anything anymore? What do they do? Because they, they take don't, money. They don't people. make records. Yeah. They don't. Distribute well, records. well, they. Uh, you're right. They don't. Um, they don't set the tours up. We should. We they should don't talk promote to the music. Well, I mean, you know, what we do should they do. We should get one of our friends in the industry, like a well, Doris. And I thought, and Jared Leto, remember, has sued his rec- wanted to get out of a label, so yeah. he didn't have to have one, right? Yeah. No, I was saying we should get it's weird, uh, like a Doris or or like a Gorlick, one of our friends in the industry, and have him on the podcast and just talk about like. Well, what do you do now? What's going like, on? How do you can't the bands just put their shit up on iTunes yeah. and that's that? You know, money. We should if we ever get a chance to have money on the show. Matt Money Smith yeah. from the PMS show. He worked at DreamWorks Records for like like five six years in in the hate like when people sold millions. Right? Does that exist late, anymore? They, well, that and, and then he switched over in like two thousand three. I think yeah. it got absorbed by another company, yeah. and he started working in radio full time. Um, I'd be I'd be fascinated to know what it was like. To be a record label well, guy and an A&R guy on. when you really were king of the world. Yeah, but I like to know what it's happening now. Is yeah. it, are they, they going to be record labels in five years? Doris would be a perfect person to talk to. Um, I wish I knew Doris's last name or the company she worked for um, <laughs> because she has been in the industry long enough that she's yeah. seen both sides of the, yeah, the fence. She was in radio for a while, too. Um, 
I got some wacky, wacky fucking stories to talk to you about. About yesterday? No. Okay. Just I brought them in for the podcast. Okay. You like this is so nuts. <laughs> this is so nuts. If you were to make a movie about this, um, people would be like, "Well, I'm calling bullshit." This is like a Dave Chappelle skit, but it happened in real life. Go. A policeman, an African American policeman, worked undercover for close to twelve, for excuse me, twenty-one months, completely undercover. As what? A Ku Klux Klanman. He, he was African American. Yeah, black cop was a Klansman. Does he? Look at this. I'm not. But it's how insane. He, he just released a book called Black Klansman about his experience. Oh, I see. And I would be look at this shit. He wears. Would he wear red like that? Yeah. Well, no. He. I mean, that's that's a ranking thing. I don't oh. know. But he he just was never really around other brethren without his hood on. Oh, <laughs> isn't oh that God. nuts? <laughs> he must have been shitting himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And so, what do you observe? Does he have anything interesting? Uh, yeah, I mean, crazy shit. Obviously, he's not going to open up about too much because he wants to sell his book. Yeah. But uh, he was able to escape unscathed. Uh, he was constantly worried about his safety. Um, and I think that... He must be super badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he says something that I thought, at least in this interview, which uh, I would like to give credit to Vice, which always has amazing uh, articles, super intriguing stuff. This is at Vice.com. He said something that I thought was was a little bit shocking to me. Mm. The Klan is strong nowadays. Jeez. I thought for sure the Klan, the Ku, the Ku Klux Klan, was not only practically non-existent, but it's just a bunch of disorganized, toothless rednecks. Right? You know, right? I knew there's a huge neo-Nazi scene, and like right. I, I would, They're but I never the same thought. Guys. I never thought like the Klan was going to be it's like probably a the thing. Same guys. And he though, says that he said it, shockingly, it's still pretty small. There's ebb and flow, obviously, but yeah. there's a lot of disenfranchised white guys who are angry at everything, so they they feel like, hey, this is a great scapegoat, yeah. if anything. Let me throw. At least I got some guys in my corner. I'll throw a hood on and, and yell about black and the Jews. You know. Yeah, I, I'm. I would like to see this guy's book. Fuck right. yes, I got a story. I'd for like you. to have him on. I'd kill to have him in front of me. I got a story I'd for love you. to interview that guy. You know how Corolla is always going off about uh, service dogs. Yeah. And how, how now we even have like service dog like uh, fire hydrants and pee and crap areas sure, at yeah. the airport. Here's a headline: U.S. Airways flight bound for Philly makes emergency landing. After dog poops in aisle. I'm going to kill myself. I Poop, think I pooped th- twice in the aisle. The scent was so overwhelming they had to land the plane. I just don't think I want to live in this world anymore, Drew. Can I, I just I'm kill myself? I'm starting to think yeah. that too, Mike. I'm starting to go to that place. You have, your children are grown. They need you. I, yeah. I feel like if I died now, my Magnolia wouldn't even remember me. I should just get out now while I can. Actually, we both could kind of slip out. Yeah. Because mine didn't really need me anymore either. I saw one of your sons yesterday. I how, how, how do you say Good. You seem very good. Yeah. yeah. No, all your kids are always good, but it's just so funny because like my niece was there too, and she's she's not your kid's age. She's a little younger, but it's just so funny to see like the difference. You know, he's so like happy and fucking cheerful and concerned about other people, and he's just so cynical and like. <laughs> but I but she's super good at making fun of people. You know. That's good. Uh, I have a very interesting article for all right. you. All right. 
in the midst of this whole Crimea incident and with the what looks like we're on the the verge of Cold War Part Two, yeah. I found an article that compares modern Russia with modern American porn usage. Okay, our habits and. They're drastically different. And one of the things, and I know this sounds like a kind of a sophomoric topic. Do, do they have access to the same stuff? Yes. Okay. This is from this is from UPorn exclusively. Okay. So this is, you know, millions of so millions UPorn of is an international thing. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. As is, I think, anything with dot com, right? Do they I, well, China you can't get into. Well, I mean excluding do, do, or North Korea you can't get it. So so do they um, do they craft it for that culture or that? No, no. You you go to UPorn, you see UPorn. So that's they'll see the same thing. Somebody yeah, see just in, in different languages. Right. Now you have the, at porn sites these hub sites different, or these different languages. Yeah, they dub in the porn. No, no, no. The writing, oh, the okay, writing okay, there. You know, when you go to yeah, yeah, yeah. UPorn underneath all the like categories and stuff is in Russian, got you it, know, okay. as it would be in Chinese or whatever. Okay. Um, not Chinese. I, yeah. It would be in uh, French if right. you were in French. Um, so anyway, I I was shocked at. The search results, I mean, because that's really where you can break down things, is that what people search for on on these tube sites. You know, when you go to these tube sites, that's the thing. You don't just go there and whatever they have available on the front page you fuck, you fucking jerk off to. <laughs> you go to the search and you're like, I want to see brunette cream pie okay. or, you know, Asian massage uh, anal or whatever, <laughs> you know. And you, you, you filter down to like whatever, you, you know, and, and different – Pardon me. Different uh, videos have different tags to them, so yeah. you you hit on those different tags and therefore filter out what you want. The number one search out of the top twenty five in Russia, yeah, Russian, just Russian. Yeah, that's how fucking neo like pro Soviet well, that country but, is. But now. I mean, that's but, even they jerk off. Like the first thing they go to make sure they jerk off to but, is but, Russian. But people. they want to hear somebody speaking Russian. That Fuck makes sense. that. You don't. I mean, let's be realistic. They don't want that. They want to see. They want to feel like they're looking at Russians. I, I, I. I it's mostly guys. Okay, we can agree on that, yeah, right? Yeah, Using the search. Yeah. Um, do you really care if like you if they're speaking the same language, or do you want to find something that gets you horny? Yeah. You to look right, at. Okay. You know. And the number one search, not anal. Is that the one that's like 10 times more than everything else? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, a staggering result. And what does the it number, go after that? Uh, casting is number two. But, but like. That's your wife's thing. Yeah, my wife likes it. But in a landslide, Russian wins. Well, I mean, re- read the next top five. Russian. Yeah. Casting, mom, anal, teen. Do they have the U.S. numbers? Yes. <laughs> and it, look, you see, it's a pretty even breakdown. The U.S. Yeah. is Number one is massage. It used to be MILF for a while, but now number one, the search, and this is re- very recently from last week, massage, MILF number two, lesbian, <laughs> teen, college. <laughs> but you know what? Read the next five. You know what? The times are changing here in this uh, country. Anal's like 17th. You know, it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah, growing up. Uh, We're growing you know, up, Mike. You know, well, you know what I like, which I've been searching a lot lately, and has is, is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, is yoga. Oh, like, it's you, like you've been... Visiting yoga. Well, that and like it's always hot to see chicks in yoga pants. Well, read the next five after this. It's always hot to see chicks yeah. in yoga pants. Yeah. And then you go to these videos and like she'll take them off and then get fucked. Right. So you're like, wow, this is great. Right. It's everything. It, so it gives you a fantasy when you go to yeah. yoga. Yeah. So Americans like massage, MILF, lesbian, teen, college, mom, yoga, POV, cartoon. So there's cartoon. a lot of like. How weird. Yeah. And then, you know, ebony. Uh, hentai, all of these things wow. are all these things are higher than anal, which I would have 
Um, but anal is one, two, three, fourth in Russia. Of course. Yeah, man. So I just thought, listen, I thought that was incredibly. What, what, what else? You got lots of data. Listen, there. What else? Listen, 2.7 times more. The pop. And, and the, by the way, who gives a shit about what the NSA is doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. People, oh, the NSA is collecting data. Uh, eh, well, this isn't really. Well, they're not collecting anything. This is <laughs> They're collecting data. I mean, no. Just, this is their users. I'm just saying. This is what their users input in their site. So they're not collecting anything. They're collecting the user behavior. I don't know if that. Uh, Listen, I, I don't mind it. I think I'm it's I'm just great. saying, like, I think it, you're, you're, you're improperly describing it. Collecting a, a data is it makes it seem like the NSA is listening or searching out data. Uporn puts up their website, and by what users search that I mean, they're, a lot of what the NSA hands-off. does is just collecting patterns. I understand though, of use. That's I what think this is. this is a very useful. I'm not kidding here. I think this is an incredibly useful tool as far as like people's behavior and what, yeah. especially males. Yes. You know? Anyway, listen to this. Proportionately, Americans search for Russian videos. 2.7 times more than Russians would ever search for an American video. That's in 2.7 times? Hmm. So it's more than double Americans would search for something well, Russian. But to be fair, when they go to the, the home page, they probably get Americans, right? Isn't that right? It's a very valid point. So they, their their need to search yeah. is higher. Right. Because if you're here and you like the Eastern Bloc shit you're gonna search for it. but i'm i'm shocked that russians first i would think czech polish um, what's russians first that the russians would go for that i'm i'm surprised that russian is even that high in america you know like they don't not they don't that rank russian it. women they don't, but they don't rank it relative to the other stuff no but but 2.7 times more 0.16 percent searches for for uh russia that's uh, tiny uh, by down ethnicity in america 0.16 percent that's tiny yeah. Yeah. So it's rarely But rarely either way, searchable. so yeah, maybe you're right. I, yeah. I, I would think that Latina, Latina is high. I, I'm sure that's a higher than Latina, Ebony, yeah. and Asian are. Well, you know Ebony is because it was on that list of Yeah, and, and Asian, people love Asian. Yeah. I love Asian. <laughs> I love Asian women. So, What's yeah, that Asian, it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, nine, 10th and 11th are Asian and then Ebony, respectively. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network and TrueCar.com. Users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then, Register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Hey, this is Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email, attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors all to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. 
With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you have been asking for it. So here it is. We're going to give you three episodes of Classic Loveline every week. That means more Adam. Oh, shut up. Or me. Listen, listen. And more of those amazing Classic Loveline show moments. My wife gets mad at this stuff, and Adam's like, oh, who wears the pants in your house? What, how dare you put up with that? If my, my wife knows not to behave like that because she knows Now, your does. wife calls the show and yells at hey, you during the show. So I shouldn't wait till I get home, and we're done by the time I get home. Download them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at podcastone.com. So, yeah. I mean, I will say this. If you break down Russian versus American porn searches, Russians are way more fucked up. Like, the shit that Americans are searching for the most is pretty standard. It's not even well, that gross. But I wish they had that data from, like, two there's, years ago. There's no cum shot. There's no, like... Um, Americans are into, like, POV, college, teen, MILF, lesbian, uh, black, ebony, uh, public... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, anal, babysitter... Russians are into double anal cream pie gangbang. This is the Russians. Yeah, oh Russian mom anal is its own subgenre. Russian teen, Russian students. See, what I'm saying is like there's clearly a big push to, to be nationalistic. If you yeah. analyze just yeah, their point, because yeah. no, even the number one search is Russian, least, least jingoistic. Listen, they're, they're fearful of everything else. Listen, Maybe. the number one search is Russian, which is insane to me. Yeah. That's like, can you imagine being a search of anything in America? Number one being American. Let me ask you this: uh, You watch a, lot, a little bit of porn, but right? hold on. I'm hold not on. even. Wait, can I on. finish one statement tonight without your Anderson shitting in my face? I'm not shitting in it. You watch a little bit of porn, right? I watch a lot. Yeah. Have you ever entered American into the search? I was ever? literally saying ever? that. ever ever. I was literally saying that okay. before you had to creep right. in. Not only is number one Russian by a landslide, yeah. which is insane, yeah. but even one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 11 of the other top 25 have Russian in front of it. It's Russian mom, Russian anal, Russian gangbang, Russian mature. Oh, wow. That's insane. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. There's clearly some type of, whether it's the people themselves or they're scared because of the government, there's some push for like this neo-nationalism. The, the other thing is I'd like to see what other countries are doing. Like whether or not uh, Germans are doing German whatever. Or, you know. There's a filter in Germany where it's all shit. It's just like you put in porn and I'll just, it actually, your computer shits on you. <laughs> it, your computer's made of leather. It's a Ramstein. Screams Shiza. Yeah, the Ramstein starts playing. It's a duhost. <laughs> and then shit comes out. Oh, fuck, man. Porn's weird, though. Why is that? I don't, I mean, I just, I, porn's a weird thing. Porn's a strange and powerful force. Yeah. I, I feel like. I think it's changing people. I yeah. was listening to a lecture about how technology changes our brain, and this guy was talking about how word that that written language uh -huh. used to not have spaces between words, and because it was all a spoken thing, it was all it was just written out without any spaces, and somebody would speak it, and that that either how the, did they know where to break? They just would be talking and. People well, would pick then, up the, the breaks, I guess. Well, I, but how did they know what a word was I mean, if it was just all letters combined? Somehow they knew. and Maybe it was just such a rudimentary language. That well, you know what it was? It was what they did was – How long ago are we talking? Uh, 2,000 years ago. Okay. Because so I know, here's, here, I know here's more Here's what they that. did. They would speak it and somebody said, I'm going to write it down. And they just wrote it down without spaces. 
you understand? Like a typographer or a court? No, not just somebody was transcribing it, but they didn't know to put spaces in. They were just transcribing what somebody okay. was saying. I get so, it, but I honestly, okay, I'm asking so, the question: How did you read? Like they didn't. So when when words develop between spaces, spaces develop between words uh-huh. that allowed for reading. Oh my god! There was no reading before that. It was just so sort of documentation space made for. So it's like it's like all paintings coming from negative space almost. So this guy, this lecturer was saying that people think it's the Gutenberg Bible was the good, the big, big step forward, yeah. but it was the big distribution. But the actual big step forward was spaces between words. So, anyway, but he said that's a technology, and it changes how people think. It changed how people had Wait, access but, to things. Okay, and, if, and so this, all this shit we're dealing with now is, is going to change us in some well, way. Okay, wait. If the, if spaces between words supposedly came around two thousand years ago, yeah. how come everywhere I've traveled to that existed BC has spaces between words on the walls? Look at Egypt. It's all yeah, but I've Sumeria. been Athens and Rome and shit and Pompeii. There's there's words. I mean, it's it's. I don't speak Latin, but that's words. There's spaces. I mean, I, I got yeah. you. Got you there. That's a good argument. I mean, Latin maybe existed. It three, maybe it was three thousand years ago. Okay, or something. it had yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, we've got to get really rudimentary. It might have been three thousand. Yeah. To yeah. to think that there was no spaces. I guess because, for instance, yeah, like Latin. Well, at, so at, look at look at the cuneiform. No spaces. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or or Egyptian. No yeah, spaces. Hieroglyphics yeah. and shit yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And and it was so much more character based. So like you could almost see words in even well, their words. Cuneiform, not so much. And Sanskrit. My so. favorite thing about Pompeii, I uh, honestly like it's one of my favorite places to sightsee ever. I've been so lucky to go like numerous times. Is that there's cocks and tits all over everywhere. Really? Yeah. Like <laughs> what? If you wanted to go to like the vomitorium, yeah. there'd be like a chalice, and you follow the like the chalice to like the place like to where you drink wine. And oh. then if you wanted to go to the whorehouse, there was like a dick. And you follow, like, dr- etches of dicks in the ground to, like... In the ground? Yeah. And there's dicks all over. And dick and... And, and, and not, like, like beautiful Michelangelo Renaissance dick. I'm talking Michael Catherwood, like, cartoonish cock on the ground and on the wall. And, like, and, and just, like, a chick with her legs spread. And then there's... And you go... You actually go into a whorehouse. And on the wall, they have, like, like a Chinese restaurant in New York City. Like, it's just pictures of what you want. <laughs> it's like a chick blowing a guy, and yeah. you point to that, and like uh. a chick doing anal and doggy and riding a guy. And and there's just di- different, like, comic book drawings Men- almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I, I wonder, hmm. I, I wonder, it's sort of, you know, in a way, that's what the internet is now, right? Um, In a way. In a yeah, way. that's I mean, a very good yeah. point. And I wonder if that has meaning. <laughs> In terms of how we're unraveling as a society, I spent uh, two hours with Dennis Prager. Yeah, how that go? You, you, it was yeah, intense. You, yeah, it was intense. Well, intense in the sense that like his audience is geared towards him, or yeah, geared like towards he him. Was on your on your case. He's heady. Yeah, he's on my case. Well, he's a lot of guys are heady, but they don't necessarily come after you. Like, did he? Was not he one in a bad the, way. He's just challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he, his whole thing is, you know, I'm secular. He's not. Therefore, yeah. how do I possibly fill in the blank? And uh, it was all good. It was a good discussion. I felt felt really good about it. I want to I do more. I don't understand the argument of I'm you're secular. So his thing was, uh, how could it possibly be? How can you find meaning in life if you're just a pebble or just an atom in a, in a universe with where you'll just cease to exist after a period of time? And I was like, I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm yeah. perfectly fine with that. And what what matters is what happens between and amongst people now. Right. That was my case. That's what gives me meaning. Well, is I mean, being with wasn't, people. wasn't your answer like, well, my meaning of life is like watching my kids grow up and seeing my career unfold, making a difference and, for other yeah. people, and all this. Yeah, that's that's meaning enough. Well, what would you tell? Okay, we, we've got a really interesting conversation. Goes, what would you tell uh, a, two parents that just lost their five year old to cancer? Yeah. 
And, and they believed, they held a deep belief that they were going to see that child again in the afterlife. I, I wouldn't challenge that. Yeah. I'd, and I said, I would feel jealous. I'd be jealous that they had that belief because it must feel very reassuring. Well, and also- And he's like, ah, ah, see, yeah. But I also think I like, that ah, that's, that's a, it's a, very assumptive. What a lot of really, I don't want to say religious people, but uh, elite, outwardly like religious uh, spokespeople, mm-hmm. um, what they, how they assume that- if you're secular or if you're somehow agnostic or atheist, that you are are you look negatively upon people who well, have believed. But some people – there are some atheists out there. I mean think about like Joe Rogan. No, Joe it's Penn Gillette. Penn, Penn yeah. Gillette, uh, whom I have huge respect for. He's, he's like, a super smart guy. But he's very aggressive. You know. Yeah. And I have another friend of mine that he, he's put it this way. He goes, whenever people superstition is going to stop causing wars. Yeah. He, he's very upset with oh, that. Oh, my argument isn't how can people negatively look at religion. My point is, is that a lot of people, though, that don't believe in the afterlife or don't believe aren't spiritual. I, I for instance, myself, I'm not particularly spiritual. Uh, I meditate. I often go to church, even though I don't subscribe to the Catholic Church. It's oh. where I was raised. I I get a lot of peace and serenity out of it, but I don't believe in it really. Um, I even though I'm not a believer or necessarily a spiritual person, I certainly don't look negatively on someone who no, does. Me neither. Me neither. It's like I, that's awesome, man. Yeah. If you can. You find uh, it, something it, that really gives it you a lot more purpose. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be a good thing. Um, but but uh, he was taking issue with people that sort of force atheism on others, which I, I agree. That's not a good thing. I agree with that too. Yeah. But I also – I will admit, and I don't know if this is negative or not, I definitely put a lot more faith and creed – and I don't want to say faith. That's a bad word. I don't want – it's not a bad word. It's the inappropriate word for this conversation. I put a lot more credence and a lot more respect behind certain religions as opposed to others. Mm. Like I definitely have a much more a, a much higher fascination and respect for my Jewish friends and their faith than I do like my Mormon friends. Hmm. Not to say that Mormonism is better or worse, but when I, you know my my friends that are Jewish they they they're celebrating a given holy day or they they have a certain practice. I'm always like, man, that's that's pretty awesome. And I and I have such a uh high I hold the Jewish history with such high regard and everything. But like when my friends are like, "Oh, man, we're going to do this and this for for our Mormon, I'll be like, what the fuck? You know, I'm always kind of like, what? And, and yet, as they as they made clear in the South Park episode, yeah. it's like, yeah, we got some weird religions. It's a weird story, and I, I guess it is kind of funky, but yeah. it gives me a good life, good family. Fuck yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, well, don't argue with that. We said we were saying that. I don't off the air. I don't know if this is for on air or not, but we were saying that about Scientology. Every friend of mine that's a Scientologist, and every celebrity, no matter how big that I've met and personally had time, the luxury of spending time with, that's a Scientologist are awesome people. Yeah. Like, they're really nice and they yeah. seem com- incredibly approachable and down to earth and they don't seem to have any uh, arrogance. I mean, Tom Cruise and and Kirstie Alley are without question two of the most... Uh, la- they, they, they left the most lasting impression on me as far as people that I've been lucky enough to meet in, in, of, of high-level celebrities. Tom, I'm Ant. Tom Cruise is... Well, well played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom Cruise is uh is about as big a celebrity in the in the world, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he did a, a like a K Rock meet and greet for Mission Impossible Three, the most recent one. And usually these meet and greets that you know listeners on the radio can win tickets for, uh, the celebrity that they quote unquote meet and greet walks by them in a special yeah. section on the red right. carpet and kind of waves to them. Yeah, and then you go, whoa, that's pretty awesome. 
some of the real nice ones, uh, Johnny Depp comes to mind at one of the Pirates of the Caribbean one, came into like a room that they were in and it just said hello to everybody, addressed everybody. Tom Cruise showed up early with no security, no entourage, hmm. and like walked around the room shaking hands and talking to people. Hmm. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Uh, John. Hey, Johnny. Nice to meet you. I'm Tom. And Peter was like, yeah, I know. And he's like, oh, oh, so you work in construction? Okay, cool. Awesome. Like, and, and it wasn't didn't seem contrived. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was right. trying to gain fans. Yeah. He was just kind of being a cool dude. Yeah. And another thing I saw was there was this like Australian jokester that had a like a a, a pen corsage or like a an, a, a, a a rose on his lapel once. He was interviewing Tom Cruise and he made it squirt into Tom Cruise's face. Mm. And uh, and Tom Cruise didn't get all pissed. He's like, hey man, that's not very nice. Like, why would you do that? That's not. There's not even really any comedy there. I was just giving you an interview. That's not real. And I was like, wow, that's a really evolved way. Because I probably would have punched him in the face, even if he was like, like a big yoked out dude. I was like, I might have to just level you for that. Because I'm Tom Cruise. You don't go squirting my fucking dome when I'm on the red carpet for my own movie. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what goes on behind the doors over there at the L. Ron Hubbard Center. But speaking of Pendulette, yeah. What about him? Did you watch the movie? Oh fuck no. Dude. I didn't. But I, last night you, was date have, night. Have you watched, last night was date have, night. Have, have you watched the trailer I asked you to watch? Yes. Okay. I'm right. going to watch that movie. All right. You watch the trailer, though. Yeah. Really? It's called like- Really? Hack- yes. It's called like Hackney Arbitrage or something with the fucking- What's the name of the movie? Tim's Vermeer. There you go. See, I was close. Hackney Arbitrage? The fuck are you talking about? You know what I did Drew, why'd you like that? Did I talk to you about it? No, we talked about it on the film vault. Drew loved like, it. I loved it. And it sounded awful to me. I'm never going to watch it. I fucking loved it. The way Brian described it, it sounded very dull. The guy, the is guy's so, probably very Brian. The guy's what. so interesting. He is so interesting. There's nothing dull about it. It's a guy it. that did Calvin and Hobbes, right? No, no. It's a guy who was a basically. He's a genius. He taught he, himself. He taught himself to play the piano by age. He was seven. He became a computer technologist and developed all this 3D videography, computer-generated imagery stuff. And then just became a millionaire and then flies helicopters and invents robots and just 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 this just this polyglot. And um, he <laughs> told Penn when he goes, yeah, I've been thinking about it. I've been kind of obsessed with this one thing I want to do because he just would do whatever he wants to do. He just he'd go, you know, stand at the foot of the space shuttle and took off, whatever, whatever, <laughs> he, whatever it is. He just do he do these crazy things. He goes, yeah, I think I'm going to paint a Vermeer. I don't paint. I oh don't yeah, paint. this is never, the one. Never painted before and he in my just life. Went through and he he paints systematically a fucking, paint he paints, by numbers. Uh, Almost no. He develops a he through through careful reasoning. He goes to Holland and teaches himself Dutch. Reads about what, what about oats? Reads all about what was going on uh, in in the technology of what painters were using in the day, and figures out how Vermeer painted in such a way that it looks like a picture. And then he did it himself. Yeah, you make me want to watch it. Brian made me uh, want to avoid for sure. It's I, so it's so. Br- Brian yeah, was pissed least... because uh, this guy is such a genius, and he doesn't spend his time uh, doing things that could help humanity. He, is, uh, he, I'm sure he does lots of that. He in, at least watched the first thirty. Fuck minutes. Fuck that! By the way, where do I find? If it? you have listen, no one gets on a, a guy with a million dollars Netflix. case because he doesn't do enough for humanity. Yeah. Just because this guy is a billion doesn't mean yeah. he has to do shit. I know. Fuck that. He he. Not about the money. It was about the brain power. He's he's done lots of stuff. Believe me. Uh, let me tell you. Let me get to something important. We should get Pan in here to talk about it. He doesn't talk. No, that's the other one. No, I think that's the one that directed it, right? The the guy that talk. The, the guy, guy that doesn't talk directed it. He no, it was Pan's movie. Oh my god. Go ahead. I saw. Right, let's Lock, get back. I saw Locke last night. Oh, yeah. what? that movie sick. Oh my god. It's so Drew great. would hate it. What is it? Drew's, Drew's the, the worst. Hate no, I think Drew might like it. No. Yeah. 
I think Drew could like it. I don't know Drew would squirm, but he'd yeah, appreciate it. He would what squirm is it? What too, is it? way too much. What's the deal? Uh, it's a movie starring Careful. Tom Hardy, and the entire movie, hour and forty minutes, mm-hmm. takes place in his car, and he's driving. It's time. It's it's real time. He has to drive about uh, like ninety miles in England, and the entire movie is first person perspective from the dash to his face in the car making calls. And it's so, riveting. It's, it's fucking, fucking riveting. riveting. It sounds impossible. I know. You are, I am, and it's not life or death, which is so impressive. It's not about like he's going to die if something doesn't happen. Nope. It's just about his inner workings of his life and, and making the right decision you, and doing what he should do. It's fucking amazing. With the countenance of his face. You don't even see anything above like his nipples. With the countenance of his face and just looks and breath and pauses, he details what it's like the inner struggle of man the inner struggle of man at his finest and worst is displayed with great clarity in a movie that has no other characters and doesn't ever leave his car and all he does is talk on the phone talks on the phone on this on the speak on the blue wireless you, you got to see the trailer mike because they make it they try and make it look like a thriller and yeah. like it, the trailer ends with his door opening like someone's after him it's ridiculous well but yeah we've been spending a lot of time on the phone ball talking about this i i loved lock I love L O C K E. Although I will, yes. Although I will say, a very be- be- beautiful movie that I liked very much. No aspiration to ever see it again. Eh, yeah, I don't know why most would want to see that again because it's, it's 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 an ordeal. You got to suffer with the guy. Why is it beautiful? Because the way that they like you the said, sound, sounds impossible. Yeah. The way the filmmaker and yeah. just the lighting and the angles yeah. and the and the. And I think the 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 use of of weighted pauses and breath and and Tom Hardy's performance mm. it makes it not only possible but very enjoyable. Jeez. But it's where this podcast goes. Yeah. Speaking of, all right, something moving along. So Assalamu alaikum. Thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you to you, the listeners, Podcast One, and everybody. We love you, and uh, you know, Black Power. This concludes another Podcast One program.